this is Jordan Fishburn, Tawny Thompson, and Sarah Babe. And Welcome today to- we're bringing you Romancing the Game. Romancing the Game. <laughs> Romance. Before we begin, spoiler warning. Pweew, spoiler alert. The podcast you're about to listen to will contain spoilers. As is the nature of this podcast, we're going over different plot arcs and story for the games, and there will be spoilers on our character-specific episodes as well. The warning has been laid at your feet. Proceed at your own peril. Wee-oo, wee-oo, spoiler alert. This is not a test. This is an actual spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Buckle in, because we are today talking about Leliana from Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Leliana. Our our lovely, lovely bard. I think of her as just like so light and sugary. Like her romance is just very sweet. Yeah, it's just, she's, I wouldn't even call it light, but I definitely, it's just sweet and genuine, I think is the best way to think about it. Like, she's just genuine, and she, God, Liliana is just a great character. Like, mm -hmm, even if you don't romance her, she's just great. She makes a really good bestie, even if you romance other characters. Like, yeah. I love talking about shoes with her. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, it's actually amazing with the character archetypes of this game, how they make Liliana so typically girly, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she's super into, like, all of the shoes and clothes and... The courtly things of Orlais. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And then she wants a pet rat. (laughs) Which are the the nugs. I love the the nugs. The Nugs oh, she, are. She name her Nug. Schmoople. Um, uh, Schmoople. Schmoopy. Uh, she has two Nugs. If you find a specific letter in Inquisition, there is yeah. a letter saying, um, "Mister Something Something," and another one are doing well. Jordan was right. It's Schmooples. I'm always right, Tani. I thought it was Schmoopy. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld I, thing. Isn't I, it? I research everything before we go on these episodes, so I normally have a note that says these <laughs> things. <laughs> um, uh, but well, I agree. She's uh, fantastic. Yeah. She's just so good. Do we feel the need to go over a condensed game plot, or can we skip that because we did it in Alistair's episode? Uh, we should probably do it just in case our uh, wonderful w- listeners at home are jumping in fresh um, on this first episode. Welcome. So for Dragon Age Origins, uh, this is a game, an RPG set in the fictional world of Thetis, um and in the fictional kingdom of Ferelden. Ferelden. During right. a civil war slash light um is what it's called during the game uh in the beginning you're recruited into the gray wardens um an ancient military order that stands against the demonic forces known as the The dark spawn Spawn. (laughs) (laughs) and uh you are tasked with defeating the arch demon the leader of the dark spawn basically a giant nasty dragon exactly just a little bit maybe Maybe yeah. why it's called Dragon Age. I'm Maybe. not sure. There's really not a ton of dragons <laughs> until Inquisition. So what do you mean, what do you you mean there's dragons? What? GTA 2 has like 
more than one. <laughs> Whereas this game has two, technically, um, if you get there. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but I forgot that, about Flemeth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, three then. There's three. Wait, what's the third one then? Uh, there's the Archie there's Flemeth. During the Urn of Sacred Ash- Ashes quest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You can ring the gong and fight a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> to close out our plot <laughs> overview, um, you command uh, the forces to go against the Archdemon at the end of the game and end their invasion. Um, during the interim, you go to different peoples of Ferelden and gain their support to fight against this threat, et cetera, et cetera. Gather companions, uh, have a sweet little romance in the interim, and then, you know, like, yeah. live your dreams. Live your dreams. <laughs> Hit things with swords. That's yes. what yes. I like to do. Or bows, or staffs, or, or magic. great swords. Or daggers. Or great souls. traps. You can do traps. You too. can do traps and poison. See, I dig just standing back and shooting bitches with uh, bows. Oh, you're I. You're insane. I'm a main rogue player. Oh, I like oh you're to do also step, 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 step. Ah, uh, Tommy's our resident warrior, so we have a pretty good <laughs> mixture. Um, <laughs> but um. As we already said, today's love interest is Liliana. Um, she's... Uh, Ooh, hold on a second. When yeah. imagining a single note sent for Liliana, her writer Cheryl Chi ah. likened her to sugared roses, incense, and candy floss. See, I told you she was so sweet. That's so accurate. It really is. <laughs> so actually, let's call out all of the writers. Cheryl Chi was the main one um, who took over Liliana's storyline. The lead writer, though, for Dragon Age Origins was David Gator. And we would like to call out the other um, writers. So again, this one's French, so I'm hope I'm, I hope I'm doing this one's right. Um, Ferre Baudouin. Daniel Erickson, Jennifer Brandis Hepler, Mary Kirby, Lucas Christiansen, and Jay Turner. And of course, we can't forget about the fantastic voice acting during this game. So thank you very much for all of your hard work, Corinne Kempa. Yes. I actually, I, um, I, Twitter stalked her a little bit and uh, dug through some of the other stuff she works. She's worked on. She does a lot of other voiceover stuff. She's the UK voice of Stella Artois. Ooh. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and she wrote and directed and produced a short 10-minute film called Zalika, which seemed interesting, but I was not able to find anywhere to watch. So That is so awesome. Yeah. She does a great job in this game, too. So I'm sure whatever else she does is fantastic. I just love that like, light it's it's French for sure, but it's just like a very light French accent. She, Gorgeous. She's been the voice of Liliana throughout the entire franchise, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah, because high five, girl. High right. five. Like killing it. Um, because, I mean, it, and it's so perfect. Her voice is just absolutely perfect for this character because it does have that little bit of like, at least to our ears, like that slight foreign edge, but she's still very like understandable and just light and beautiful. And I think, I believe she did not do the singing herself for the character. I would have to double check that. Oh, that's a good question. I thought I saw that in a tweet from her. I did want to point out too with the... With her being a romantic interest and adding in that little, like, French accent, like, especially to U.S. audiences, that's 
a romantic language considered uh, in the U.S. So that adds like a little bit of oomph yeah. to her entire uh, storyline. Well, also linguistically, French is a romantic language mm-hmm. off of being Rome. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> that'll be boring <laughs> and ridiculous. We're going to stop. There. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fine. The U- United States finds it alluring. I'll put it that way. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, we all know, but your girl loves French. Um, je parle un peu de français, and I wish I could speak it better, but, um... Du fromage is... <laughs> oh, fromage. <laughs> my... Yeah. I'm still trying to Google who did this singing because oh, I believe Charles Elise. Okay, I believe it was Audrey Ashburn, is what I'm seeing. Okay, thank you. If Audrey. we're wrong, feel free to contact us. We yeah, don't yes. mind being corrected because yeah. we like giving credit where credit is due. Yes, correct. And nobody's perfect except for Liliana. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. <laughs> I knew I should have googled um, this right away. But for some general uh, information about Liliana, um, she is in your party member as an ex-bard Chantry lay sister that has left the Chantry in order to travel with you. And in the future, um, after we talk about her story within DAO, we may talk a little bit about what she becomes in the future as uh, Dragon Age Origins is the only playthrough in which she is romanceable. Yeah, which makes me sad. sad. But also, it makes sense because if she romances your warden in the first game, and then what? And then what? She just throws throws you over for whoever the new person is, and she would never like. Yeah, it makes sense. It actually, it yeah, it makes perfect sense for the character, and she's just uh, such good character writing Mm -hmm. don't care if you can romance this character or not but it's so good she's so deep and so well voice acted Mm -hmm. i just and i I did see statistically liliana is the most popular player choice for romancing in dragon age origins which i didn't know before i I feel like it should be alistair but that's just yeah as women players you know that is probably why we have you know the option that isn't um isn't alistair but like if we if there's a large men player base alistair isn't even an option for them to romance unless they play as a woman the studies show that it's about 50 50 between men and women who play these types Mm -hmm. of games so right yeah but like women can also choose yes. Liliana. <laughs> Whereas men, if they play as men, can't choose Alistair in the base game without odds. <laughs> very true. Very true. That would be sad. Why would you ever want to play? Anyhow, for so you could, Liliana. <laughs> so you could romance Morgan is why I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do we want to dive a little bit into the plot line with Liliana throughout the game? Let's yeah. go for it. Liliana comes out of the gate like a roaring badass uh, trying what? to break up a fight <laughs> between uh, one of Ban Logan's men. Taryn Logan, yeah. Yeah, Taryn Logan. There you go. With some Logan's men who are all like, yo, you're the people we're looking for. Get them. And she's like, hold on. Hold up. Let's Violence not. Isn't necessary. Right. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> not and they're do like, this. bitch, we'll kill you too. And she's like, well, you can try. She's like, well, um, okay, if you're going to do that, then bye-bye. Yep. <laughs> and uh, then you inevitably have the conversation 
with her and you're like, why did you, uh, why did you do that? Why did you join us? And she's like, well, the maker told me. And you're like, oh, and oh. that is right away oh. in the tavern. It's instant. It's so yes. Cool. Like, um, I believe Alice for interfering. And then they're like, and she like offers to go with you and you're like, well, why are you interested in leaving? And, she well, and also, like, why would we want a sister with us? Like, let's talk about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Alistair says, uh, isn't our party full up on crazy and looks directly at Morrigan. <laughs> and then Morrigan asks if you hit your head harder than she thought you had in the first place, if you're really considering bringing this nut job along with you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Her introduction is just it's great. It's pretty great. It is <laughs> and it's so sweet too. Like when she tells you and this sort of like really introduces Liliana as what her character will struggle with later and sort of her faith because it's such a big part of her story is her faith in the maker and mm-hmm. the Andrastian 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 Andrastic uh <laughs> the religion of Andrastian 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 I'm I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop <laughs> followers um, of Andraste there you go thank you <laughs> you're welcome um, but her her faith plays such an important part and is something that isn't the way that she views her faith isn't what people consider normal and it's been pointed out to her before that it's not the average view of religion because a lot of the religion of Andrade is stating that the maker has abandoned us. Um, we aren't being reached out to by him, but Liliana doesn't believe that. She, I feel like it's more of like a modern religion take. Like they lean towards more Christianity here. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my experience, other religions uh, right now might have the same thing. Like the nice stuff about Christianity though. Yeah. But- One of the first conversations we have with her, she calls out other religious people for being hypocritical. And and she says, like, I understand that most people see the church this way, and Mm -hmm. I think that's wrong. There are good people within the church and bad people within the church. And I try to be one of the good people, pretty much, is what she says. And your character can either be like, "Um, okay, yeah, well, religious people are crazy, so great. Or I think if you play an elf, you have the option of being like, well, I just really don't understand it. So it is kind of funny playing a non-human character and being like, but I don't really believe in Andraste (laughs) because the non-human religions are not uh, Andrastian um, mostly. Like you can convert, but like Mm -hmm. largely it's not that. But I do agree with Sarah, like the parallels to Christianity with Liliana are the more positive aspects. Yes. where she believes the maker is more present in everything and trying to help you make choices in your life and support you, which makes sense when you get a little bit more into her backstory and why she went to the Chantry in the first place. (laughs) Well, I think one of the things that weirded me out the first time I ever played through was the visions. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. The visions that the warden had or the visions that That Liliana Liliana was telling you that she was having. And she's like, the maker came to me last night and told me stuff. And you're like, "Ah." Uh, that's a little weird. Yeah. She's (laughs) like, I had a dream in a vision where I was surrounded by darkness, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I woke up the next morning, a withered rose bush had had a single bloom. (laughs) 
which is very like it is a romantic well and it's very biblical too like yeah you know it's very um story wise yeah. it's like very a beautiful story to provide and she used to be a bard and a minstrel so i'm not too shocked that this is sort of right like a good story makes sense with Liliana because who her character is. Well, and oddly enough, it doesn't take her long to open up to your warden either. No. And I don't think she's lying about anything Mm -hmm. that she sees. I think she genuinely believes it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes her a very interesting character because she's not saying she believes in it in order to like get the glory of working with the gray warden who's saving the world. She just genuinely cares about people. And it's mm-hmm. a very, very, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is a dark fantasy world. Like it's right. a yeah. dark fantasy RPG. There's tough choices you're going to have to make. It's very gory. Um, there's a feature in the settings that's like, you can turn blood spit ladder on and off mm-hmm. like it's oh and, uh, <laughs> with the the mabarki um i'm sorry mabari on uh <laughs> you can bark spawn you can have him lick the blood yeah, yeah. And, but it's also totally the only way you that. can get the blood off of your character it's the only yep. Until you go back to camp. Like, yep, so you just great. wander around with blood all over yourself. Or you, you check in with your dog and you're like, what up? Lick me. <laughs> clean me off, Barky. <laughs> and it's, it's so interesting that they have that feature since the taint is such a predominant part of the story. <laughs> where, <laughs> where the taint is not uh, our Urban Dictionary current version in the United States. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a sickness that you can contract dark spawn from being in contact with dark spawn blood. Some would say the taint is sick to begin with. <laughs> oh, oh no. We're twelve myself for We're twelve year olds. <laughs> oh, I'll just mute myself while I collect myself. Okay. <laughs> Oh, love you, Sarah. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, since we're still sort of in the beginning of yes. Liliana's uh, <laughs> plot, you pick her up in Lothering, um, which is... Uh, the, first the first town you can visit after Ostagar. Yeah. After you leave Flemeth Hut, uh, you go to Ostagar and you can pick up Liliana, as well as our fan favorite, Sten, the Sten! Um, Sten! I really love Sten. Both I really of which... love Sten. Both of which of these characters you cannot, you can choose not to take with you for the rest yes. of the campaign. Yeah. You could leave Sten to die by the Darkspawn, or you could literally actually murder Leliana in the tavern. You can. You can also Ooh. just reject her and tell her no. Right. What kind of sociopath does that? I don't know. <gasps> That's in actually one notes, of the criticisms I had read. You monster. Yeah. <laughs> I was writing <laughs> notes about this. Well, that's one of the criticisms point. I read was like, so what if you do kill Eliana in the tavern in your playthrough? She still shows up in two and Inquisition. Yeah. So. Well, they, they do. I mean, like you'd that. have to be a fucking monster to do that anyways. Yeah. So whatever. They but. do write it off. Like yeah. they just say you didn't kill her all the way. Yeah. That's basically it. She wakes <laughs> up and then she continues on with her life. And if you choose to reject her joining your party, she does leave Lothering. Like she's like, well, I'm going to help in whatever way I right. can. And she I think she goes to Denerim. Well, yeah, yeah. 
So like, it's possible for that to happen. You I don't know why you would do that because you only have like at most three other party members at that time. Yeah. You really are kind of hurting to have variety. Yeah, at that time, you party. literally have Alistair Morgan and your dog and you might have Sten depending on what order you've done things. And if you aren't playing a rogue yourself, that's the first like opportunity God. you get lock picking right there is Liliana. So that's You missed like, out on so much shit. Yeah. My biggest, biggest complaint about this game is if you're not a rogue, right off the bat, you miss shit. Yep. And it's dumb and I don't like it. Agreed. But I still love it. I don't know. I've never had that problem. <sighs> I always play around. <laughs> I, I literally always play around. Mine so, is always like, why can't I just hit this goddamn chest with my goddamn great sword? Damn it. Because then because it's Tawny, obvious that you broke into it. <laughs> because Tawny, that's that's not how the world works. You can't just it, it's no, not, I, I think about the Tower of Ashal. What about the Tower of Ashal? No one I, cares if I'm breaking into that shit. Are you, are you are you do you know that? Are you sure? I'm very sure are it's overrun with sure? dark spawn. For all they but, know, the but dark if these spawn are all, ones but maybe broke those darks, maybe those dark spawn are really attached to what's inside of there. Think about their feelings. I <laughs> or, mean, I kill all of them. So, or if you break it, then more dark spawn are going to get attracted because you made a big noise. Your rogue, your warrior oh, character is like, yeah. oh no, I can't do it, man. I can't. My warrior do it. character is like, come at me, bro. <laughs> Jordan, I've never seen Jordan come at me, bro. Point. I've never seen come at me, bro. Is one of the option dialogues. You should. <laughs> You guys, we need to make our own game where come at me, bro, is it an attack? Yes. Or like one of your party uh, like dialogue things when you're running into battle. Come, at, come me, at me, bro! <laughs> Instead of, look at this mess, I love it! Yeah. <laughs> Probably my favorite one, but... <laughs> oh, okay. man. Back to Liliana. Liliana. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Um, I do want to point out before we uh, move on, though, just as a reference, um, the rose on the bush that she's referring to in her visions is the one that Alistair picks and presents to your warden later, which oh. we also mention in the Alistair one. So cute little fun fact for you guys. Well, and uh, speaking Alistair. of flowers, you can pick up Andraste's Grace, which you find out later. Um she has a connection to through her mother who made her clothing smell that way. And you can pick that up in the Brazilian forest before you even hear that story. And then when you give it to her, it's really sweet. It's this kind of thing that makes characters pick up literally everything that they can interact with. Oh yeah. And you're afraid to use it. Like, Oh, what if I need it? What if I need it? Ah." That's why like, we look I at need, gift-giving guides. <laughs> I need 99 potions, guys. What if I really need to use them later? Right. I <laughs> need 1,000 <laughs> elf roots. Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, come on. Like, you got to have all those elf roots. <laughs> oh. uh, but um, other than that, um, as you're interacting with uh, Liliana and talking with her, um, just like all of the other player characters, you can talk to her when you're out and about or when you're at camp. Um, at first, when you start interacting and talking with her a little bit more, she talks about the maker and her faith, as well as uh, how she came about with her fighting ability. Um, and at first, she maintains that she was a traveling minstrel, and she picked up, you know, her skills and some tricks to defend herself as she was traveling. Um, but eventually, after enough uh, conversation and talking with her, they do get into the fact that 
or lesion menstruals can sometimes be what are called bards, which is a spy. You can actually get to this in the first camp if you give her enough of the right gifts right away. Uh, I discovered in my most recent playthrough. (laughs) You gotta be careful with gift giving with some of them because like so uh, you can chat with her and then give her a couple of gifts and then chat with her again. And you can open it all up right really right in the first camp and she tells you about um her mentor and like all of that backstory too. Like almost right away. It's crazy. That's such a good way to quickly unlock her bard specialization. Yep. That's smart. Yeah. I uh, love the fact that bards are just absolute badasses because I love playing bards in D anD D. And if never played a bard, oh girl, it's It's so much fun. It's not hitting things, so you may not like it, but I think it's (laughs) great. (laughs) I played a few non-hitting things characters. They're sometimes fun. It gives you a good excuse to do like uh, quick sing-alongs and like. like magic attacks is very charisma based, so you I usually do have... enjoy the charisma based. Idea. Oh yeah, so we all know that I kind of love it. Yeah, try to do that even when I'm not good at it. So. At the higher levels, <laughs> you have like a plus twenty or plus thirty or plus a million on all of your, like your uh, persuasion and deception checks. It's pretty good. Be nice. Would yeah. be nice. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, but uh, they do go a little bit into the bard thing. Uh, they tell you the history of bards um, being minstrels, but also act as spies and saboteurs for the Orlesian nobility. And well, the I Orlesian do, th- yeah, I think at this point they also call out that Leliana has some Ferelden heritage. So mm-hmm. she looks more Ferelden than Orlesian, which at certain times in her life have hamstrung her or at other times in her life have been very helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of going into um, her backstory. Um, when she was, uh, before she was even born, um, her mother, an Orlesian noble, picked up her house and moved it back to Orlay and brought Liliana's mother. Um, so the noble that her mother worked under. And I think that was um, in relation to the war between mm-hmm. Ferelden and Orlay, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah. started hating everybody who was from Orlay, so they ended up moving back to Orlay. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Orlay sucks balls. So I could get that for sure. Um, but yeah. <laughs> they have but, pretty accents. <laughs> they do. That's the their French. French. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, then she reveals that her mother passed away when she was very young. Um, and the strongest remaining memory she has of her mother is her scent, um, which was Andraste's grace. grace flower, which she would hang in her closet with all of her clothes, which is really sweet to think about. I love that they work stuff in like that because like, I don't know about y'all, but like, I very clearly remember, and my mom no longer uses this perfume, but the perfume that she used when I was really little, right? Like, oh, and every now and again, you get a whiff of that and you're like, whoa, okay, hang on. What, uh, brain? What? What sense memory is this doing? Yeah. (laughs) When you you die, your scent is the last sense to go. Oh. That's awful. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That was meant to be more like interesting fact than random morbid fact. I mean, uh, kind of beautiful. Yeah. But I know of other things that happen to you when you die, which yeah. makes sense yeah. probably the worst thing to remain. As yeah. Well. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, I think yeah. Um, 
I was going to no. leave it up to our listeners' imagination time. Yeah. I you. said it out loud. I said what I said. <laughs> I study fight. I know what happens when people die. <laughs> to go back into the so, last aspect of the show. <laughs> um, I was like pretty flowers. Pretty yeah. flowers. And you find and, one in the Brazilian forest. Yes. And it, There's I a couple spots really you can like, find it in too. I do like cheese, um, like addendum that that's sort of what she imagines, like mm-hmm. the candied roses and candy floss and that really sweet flowery smell for Liliana. I really do like that a lot. Oh, I think everything about Liliana has to be just a little bit sweet because she is like, okay, she's lived this crazy life. You and we'll get into this in a minute, but like she's gone through being tortured and like these terrible parts of her life, but she still maintains like somehow that little bit of innocence and naivete almost that like, I wouldn't call it naivete. I would, she opens up to you so fast and she shouldn't. (laughs) I don't agree. I feel like she's had such experience with people that when she sees the genuineness of the warden she Maybe. feels comfortable doing so because she does have a lot of experience with manipulation and people I guess I could see that doing that well, and so she, she has I a very there's there's one I reread the rom- or not watched the romances of Liliana mm-hmm. and there's one particular line she says when she's describing her relationship with her former mentor Marjolaine yeah Marjolaine when she realizes that she's like it hurt it hurt Mm -hmm. to know somebody that I cared about this much was using me and I'm like that's oof I feel that man like so many people let that kind of feeling completely destroy them and completely ruin them and just close themselves off to everything instead of just thinking okay this happened once Mm -hmm. but I can keep moving on well, well, I think so strong that yeah. way. Oh, well, and I think yeah. that's the second or third conversation you can have with her where she over Marshall N sends her out to overtake someone and steal some documents and she gets really curious and opens the documents and discovers that um they were plotting against Marshall N. And uh no, the documents were um Marjolaine selling information to other yeah. countries about yeah. LA. Yeah, Marjolaine so was treason. Yeah. yeah. Um and Liliana goes back and doesn't tell her that she had opened the documents and then mm-hmm. gets backstabbed by her after being yeah. tortured or into being tortured. Yeah. yeah it's and her. Especially like Liliana eventually tells her that she knows, but she's not telling her because she's telling her off for committing treason, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're spies, they're bards. Um, she's expressing concern because she doesn't want Marjolaine to be caught doing this and Mm -hmm. she wants her to be safe. Um, Especially because like in Orlais, this is a post-war country. Like it's still at war with several other post-war. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they're always like making moves against other countries or trying to expand Orlais is a nightmare. You know, honestly, the Orlesian history is so similar to France pre like world war one it really ridiculous. is ridiculous it's just like oh my god well and i i think very clearly they, they took a lot of um notes from from french nobility in like the 
1700s, but like also probably Russia. Like if you oh, look at the yeah. way Russia worked um, mm. in the 16 and 17 and 1800s, like oh, as they reach. were trying to like quote unquote modernize and become more European. I've been watching a lot of The Great. If y'all haven't watched it, get into <laughs> it, that shit. It's okay. really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but the way the the Russian um, the Russian empire and obviously it's not super accurate but like yeah yeah tv dramatization yeah um and i think like at that point she's short sort of showing who she is truly like internally in this situation with marjolaine she cares about this person and loves her and marjolaine is the one who taught her the bard trade she's her mentor and her lover mm-hmm. and her best friend, right? Like this is the closest person she is to after um, the noble lady that brought her up after her mom died mm-hmm. passes away. And uh, then Marjolaine is like, oh, you know, I was just um, like getting those back. That's why I had you go get them because I'm not doing this anymore. And then Marjolaine gives- pretty much... Gives those Liliana. doctor documents that now say Liliana's name to the Orlesian government and black bales and frames her. Um, I don't know if I, y'all had this drama of a reaction, but even when I was not romancing Liliana, I wanted to just go out and find Marjolaine yeah. and send her into the same shit that she sent Liliana into. I wanted to throw her down into the fucking deep roads. Yes. I wanted to like, yeah, I was like, you're such a meanie face. I want to take you out back and tell you mean things and have things happen to you. And also I want to be like, who are the people that tortured you? Show me them and I will make them. Exactly. Oh, it was very visceral. Yeah. I was like, no. Because Corinne Campa, like, like fucking like, turned that knife for me like you put oh. the knife in and twist it like the voice acting when she's talking about Marjolaine is just like fuck this person threw you over fucked you over really bad and you still care about them and I got that hurts my heart so bad yeah so oh. bad goosebumps because like ugh. we didn't talk about this yet but like after Marjolaine betrayed her and framed her mm-hmm. she was captured by Orlais and, and they tortured. did torture her they tortured Un- her into confessing for crimes she didn't commit. Until she was able to escape on her own, which yes. is just badass as fuck. So oh, like, right, fuck right. yeah. And it, Go, it's, Liliana. It's, it's heavily implied that they did... Unspeakable off, things? Yeah, unspeakable yeah. things to Liliana, and that makes me so angry that I want to mm-hmm. punch somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. So hard. Who, who's hurting my Liliana? No. Nope. Yeah. And I think especially... Um, because after that is when she finally escaped to Ferelden mm-hmm. and was found and saved by... Took up the Chantry, yeah. Yeah, and I, I forget what the Divine Sister's name was before it turned into Justinia. Um, Victoria? Denerim, oh. uh, Victoria. No, I thought Divine Victoria was what... Oh, no, that's right. Vic- Victoria is what uh, Liliana could potentially become. I will... Um, divine because it was uh justinia is yeah i think it's i think it's just justinia because i think no i know there was a name changed when she became um ultra lady pope (laughs) i forget (laughs) um the divine the divine 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 justinia uh the divine is the leader of the andreas oh reverend uh reverend mother dorothea 
Dorothea? Yeah, I think that's it. Sarah coming in clutch. Um, <laughs> I've got a wiki up. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I took notes, but that wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to write down her name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but Here we are. Uh, Dorothea, uh, the sister Dorothea, or whatever it's called, Reverend Mother Dorothea. Reverend She's the Mother one in Lothering, right? Because I yes. threatened the shit out of her because I was not persuasive enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alistair was pissed. Yeah, I didn't have Liliana yet though, so it was fine. <laughs> uh, but um, she saves Liliana and gives her a place to rest. And in talking with Liliana. She's the one that inspires Liliana to join the Chantry as a lay sister. Um, and a lay sister is somebody that hasn't taken vows. They're not an initiate. They're just sort of commuting with their faith in the Chantry. Um, and they can either take vows or they can, like, go back to regular life oh, later. Oh, real yeah. quick. Yes. Uh, the divine at the time is Justinia Beatrix III. And Reverend Mother Dorothea becomes divine Justinia V. Just Justinia the fifth Justinia. to jump back in. Yes. So Dorothea be, uh, becomes Justinia the fifth, and she. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because Dorothea becomes Justinia the fifth after Beatrix the third passes away. Okay, so it's sort of like the Pope, where after they take the mantle, yeah. they take a new name. Correct. Mm-hmm. So okay, so the woman that you meet in Lothering is the same one in Inquisition. Mm-hmm. That. Huh. Interesting. It uh, tells you to save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You try to save, but fail terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I did not realize that connection. I thought it was just a different person and cool. No. That's why um, Liliana's hit so hard by the mm-hmm. Inquisition um, plot. <laughs> oh, that changes things so much because I threatened the shit out of her. Doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> In yeah, well, if you're not persuasive enough, you have to if you want Sten. The only way to get Sten is to be persuasive enough to convince her to let him off into your care, or you can threaten her. See, At this that is point, why. You turn Alistair with you. Like, there's no bones on it, and you lose like negative 15 when you threaten her. But otherwise, you can't get Sten if you're not persuasive. So, like, bro, this persuasive. is why you play a rogue or up your persuade. Like, that's. <laughs> The charisma stat is one of the thir- first things that I increase out of my Dragon Age playthroughs because of this bullshit. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. see charisma. I just intimidate everyone. <laughs> see, uh, and then Alistair gets mad. Just that time. Just I do the. I do the. I do the exact same thing in Mass Effect. Like my charm is currently max. Okay, Mass Effect. I will always do charm. Like that's a much bigger deal in Mass Effect than it is in Dragon Age. What? Dragon Age, you can intimidate everyone, and you don't get like dark side points. Okay, like (laughs) no, (laughs) they're not dark side points. They're renegade points. It's okay. (laughs) It's Um, the same thing. But in Dragon Age, it doesn't matter. You just have to worry about pissing off your party members, and in that situation. Like, you almost have to have Alistair with you. Yeah, I was going to make a... I was going to make a point um, when we talked about Liliana's plot that it's funny how the Dragon Age games um, sort of force you to shuffle 
your party depending on what you're about to do oh yeah because mm-hmm. some characters are not happy with the pragmatic ruthless approach and some people get really mad if you're nice to mages or templars yep. yeah. or if you are too soft on something cough, or if cough, you're sten. mean to chantry members yeah so like it's um you basically have to take Liliana out of your party if you're about to do anything quote-unquote mean. (laughs) (laughs) Because she doesn't like it. She's very kind. She's Um, so sugar sweet. Same with Alistair. Most of the time, if you're about to do mean stuff, you can't bring him with. He's kind of okay with threatening certain people. You know who loves you no matter what? Zevran? Ogren? The the Dark Spawn. Oh, yeah. Dark Spawn. Bark spawn. Oh, bark spawn. That's because, you know, you can't go wrong with the dog. But Mambari are also just like wildly loyal. Super loyal. loyal. Yeah. They make me look like I'm treacherous, and that's saying something. (laughs) Uh, And it's so good. I is there speaking of bark spawn, is there a party banter that includes bark spawn? Oh, so much. Yes. Definitely. Um, Alistair and Morgan especially. Um, yeah, I love it. With, with Barkspawn. Um, if you go onto YouTube, okay. you can search uh, Dragon Age Origins party banter. And forgive me for not having the exact uh, user who has all of this, but you can get hours of party banter, and I may or may not have listened to all of that. There's actually, so, and maybe we can talk about this one in the Morgan episode, but there's the moment where Barkspawn leaves a dead animal in Morrigan's bag. (laughs) Yeah. And Morrigan says something about, like, this is, I would not prefer to find a dead rat in my panties. And, like, and your character can pretty much be like, well, it's probably better than what was in there before, so. Oh, honey. I've never responded that, but that's an option. It's rude as fuck, but that is an option. Uh, sometimes you look at these options that you can do and it's so great. Like some of the things that you can say to characters, it's like, what the fuck? Well, and yeah, like, like Leliana specifically, yeah, I mean, Leliana specifically, you can look at her and be like, you're fucking nuts. I need you to know that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're aware that you're crazy, right? Right. Yeah. But, but how could you, you monster? Obviously not. Yeah. I have a hard time. Like I said, in previous episodes, I can't be mean in oh, video Oh, I cannot games. either. I really I mean, can't. It's hard. Like, certain I situations, do... like trying to get Sten out of Lothering, like, yeah, I will threaten the Chantry mother because I have to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. most of the time, the only time I'm mean in video games is if it's to a character that's a douche and it gives you the option to punch them. I'm like, yeah. okay. But yeah. if you're, like, having to choose a mean option to say to one of your party members that you've been around for, like, 20-plus yeah. hours at this point, I'm like, no. but why no? No, why would you be mean to them? Mm-hmm. Well, so, so people I can be mean to, Marshall N. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah. Like the villain. Yeah. Well, it's at know? this point that Marshall N sends a gang of um, assassins at Leliana and it kind of brings up Leliana's like, well, we should go find Marshall N in Denerim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I guess Denerim, you have the side quest for her and for Alistair is their personal side quests. They're both. Zevran's right. is in Denerim too. Is it? Mm-hmm. 
So I don't remember his. Denrim is yeah. your side quest chick. It kind of is. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. The only character that doesn't have one is Morrigan, and that's because you have to yeah. go back to the Kokari Wilds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Stens is finding his sword. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that's and Ogryn, by the Ogryn has his mage wife. Tower. Uh, yeah. Ogryn's is by the Mage Tower too. Is oh, there's really like two side quest chicks, and it's Denrim. Ogryn down in the. Uh, underbelly of Ferelden. I thought you meet his wife at the tavern near the Circle Tower. Am I remembering that? No. There's something that happens with him. I think it's like an old flame. I don't think it's his wife. Okay. Because his wife is Bronca, and that's that entire quest. Bronca. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the... It has been a minute. Okay. In the dwarf place that I don't remember the name of. Um, Orzammar. 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 I said Orzammar earlier. Oh, um, too Orzammar. many Orzammar. Orzammar. <laughs> uh, I don't. Orzammar is so fucked up. Like, it's Dude, Orzammar's so great. classist and segregated, oh, and I yeah, hate it. There is that. But the architecture is cool. great. Yeah, it the is. architecture <laughs> is great. The... The like library thing, yeah. Like the shaper, the shaper, the shaper is, is yeah. super cool. It is really neat. Um, the Paragon idea is cool, but the actual class system and government is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you get yeah. Leliana's nug down there. That's true. You do. <laughs> and you can give her a nug, and it's adorable, and yep. it becomes. Yeah. Name it Schmooples. Schmooples. That is one of the favorite things about Liliana's origin because you give her the nug and then she has like a nug in the camp. Um, And at the end of the game, if you don't die, um, (laughs) she has a nug behind her when you're talking to her at the very end of the game, which is super great. great. Well, and if you come to Dragon Age Inquisition, um, you find out that that... That one act has repopulated nugs like they were almost extinct. I'm sure, yeah. That one act has helped to repopulate nugs in the entire world. Yep. Um, no in, shit. Everywhere. You can kill side. so many nugs in it's Inquisition. So great. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't do it in Inquisition. I'm just like, I can't, I can't kill them. skin makes good armor, yo. That's I why. know. But that's why they don't oh. put Liliana in your party because yeah, she would like yeah. murder you the first nug that you kill. <laughs> right? Oh. She'd be like, no. <laughs> or you can just buy nug skin after you, you have like that. a million gold. But true, true, true. It's not the same. You don't get the experience points. <laughs> um, so after after you <laughs> just keeping us on track a little bit, after mm-hmm. you murder the um assassins that come at Liliana, you can you can choose to leave the last one alive after he confesses where to find Marjolaine in Denerim. And you do so. And Marjolaine is a stone cold bitch. And yeah. we hate her because basically yeah. she says to Liliana, well, I knew you wouldn't die if I sent these people at you. Just she... lead you to come find me. And it always makes me just want to squish her face. With she is a see you next Tuesday. And if you don't know what that means, <laughs> Google it, girls. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Like the one of the options to say is you could have sent a letter, and I'm like legit, <laughs> like, like seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck, dude. And it's it's one of those things where she admits that after Liliana escapes, she knew where she was the entire time. She was watching her. She was 
checking out what she was doing in the chantry and Liliana is just minding her own business, trying to reaffirm her faith and find a path in life after like proving as a bard showed that that was fucking awful. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to do that anymore. And Marjolaine starts talking to her about how she watched her all that time. And then when she finally like quickly left, she was like, well, that's it. She's finally coming after me now. And she was like, I knew that I couldn't leave you alone because you had information that could destroy me. And you would do that because I betrayed you. And Liliana's like, I'm not you, bitch. (laughs) I left to escape. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be by you. And Marjolaine starts up the conversation that then causes doubts for Liliana, right? Mm -hmm. She says, you could never be satisfied with the quiet life of a Chantry sister after the excitement and thrilling life as a bard that you loved. You loved manipulating people. You loved killing people. You loved having that power. And I don't be like, bitch, you wrong. Right. Well, that's, well, that's the point that you can either harden or soften Leliana in the same way you can Alistair. And you can either be like, you did love that and you should do it more. Or you can be like, no, don't. (laughs) <laughs> like believe in your faith that you've been cultivating all this time. Right. Right. And you have the option in this point to encourage Liliana to kill Marjolaine or convince her to spare her. Um, and this decision isn't, it adds to the harding or softening, um, but it isn't. Yes. It's or not no. formative. Yeah. Yeah. And I, can confess every single time I've played through that, I'm like, fucking killer. Seriously. <laughs> I, I don't think at any time I've been like, let this one go. Well, my thought you is know? always that Marjolaine will always keep coming for Liliana. Like it feels oh, yeah. like a grudge match. So if in, you in don't. In Liliana's song, that's yeah. true. You know? Yeah, she's like a freaking Rat. weird, like, gross, best dog that just won't let go of a toy. And it's like, Ugh. dude, stop. And having like found that all this time she was being used by Marjolaine mm-hmm. and that she was never as important to Marjolaine as Marjolaine was to her. Super rude. She, so rude. You have the option to talk to her at camp afterwards and have the conversation that then leads to the hardening or unhardening. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can talk to her about you know, her doubts and where she's going here. And this is, this is one of the parts that I wasn't a super big fan of. Um, just, I've said before that the hardening and unhardening of characters isn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with Liliana, because with Alistair, at least you were potentially convincing him to stand up for himself mm-hmm. yeah. and take charge of his own life. Here, you're, you're influencing her faith. Mm-hmm. right like you're right. that's saying, a lot more it's a lot more yeah and like before you're just toughening up somebody you're saying hey like take care of yourself you have to do that right like whereas this, talk to you like that you're important right well yeah but, whereas this one is like her soul well, and I, like <laughs> even though like and as a relationship like thinking about it even in that manner like having like so much dependence upon someone else to make those choices for you. Like, no, like you can lean on someone in certain situations, but like they should always be pushing you to like be 
better better. version of yourself rather than like change which version of yourself you are. And so like in this situation, it feels like you're changing Leliana at her core. And that especially in what she was trying to be, right? Like she was trying to cultivate a more caring and kind person because she didn't like what she was doing as a bard. Mm -hmm. So if you're hardening, hardening, hardening her, um, you are undoing all of that work Mm -hmm. that she had and you're influencing her to be like, no, like I'm going back to that. I'm going to be ruthless and pragmatic and hurt people again. But I want her to be ruthless. (laughs) Well, I mean, she will be by inquisition no matter what you do. Like, (laughs) I want her to be. She's so nice. (laughs) Which is also something that sort of upset me a little bit with this because they made this into such a big part of her story with you Mm -hmm. in origins and then no matter what you choose it doesn't have a ringing effect into inquisition i kind of understand because i'm not sure how they would work someone else in as your spy master and i really do love leliana as the spy master i think she's like fucking brilliant at it and it like it works really really well and just feels right for some reason so like by that turn of the coin i understand but also like yeah like i put such an emphasis on this and then not bring it forward well i find myself wondering maybe they didn't have that idea for inquisition until after the fact you know like well the weird thing about Inquisition as well, and we haven't gotten into that plot, but you also have a hand in Inquisition on hardening or softening her character mm-hmm. again yeah. as not the warden, <laughs> yeah. as just like the Inquisitor that the Inquisitor. she is working with. So it's one of those things where it's painting Liliana as a very influenceable person. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Like, I think like she has such strength as a character that that was not something I was a fan of with her character. I agree. They give you too much power over her and she should, she should be the one that holds the power. You should just help enhance her power as her partner in life. Yeah. 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 And especially after what she escaped and the manipulations that she's held in the past, you can have people influence you in your life. Like that's Mm -hmm. inescapable. You meet somebody that happens but they shouldn't influence the core of you which is what this is showing as like an example brad my lovely husband will tell me sarah you shouldn't have that drink and i will say yes that is a good idea that's just a good fucking choice in yeah, life. Yeah. That's yeah. not changing my core beliefs. Yeah. That's not it's like, not- hey, go murder these 50 people. You'll feel <laughs> yeah. good about it. <laughs> and it's also not even like, I'm going to murder these 50 people. Are you mad about it now? Right. That's what it is, too, because the, the ruthlessness is what is yes. being changed here. It is. Like, as a kind person. Right who is moving away from making these choices that affect people for the rest of their lives, you shouldn't change them back into being cruel. Right. That's what I'm saying. Don't murder those 50 people. Is that cool? All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is literally what happens. Like, if, yeah. if you harden Leliana, she just, like, ruthlessly murders people. I'm yeah. pretty positive I haven't made that choice in all the times that I've played Dragon Yeah, Age no, same. Murders. Like, I've always had her kill Marjolaine, but then I'm like, but well, yeah, you like, legit. continue. Like, this doesn't define you as a person. You're a human being. Right. You can still make 
choices to better yourself, which is actually probably what makes me the most angry about it because she is trying to do this for herself. And then you can convince her not to do that. And I'm like, fuck you. She's trying so hard. Right. right. Like, oh, question. If yeah. you do harden Leliana, which I have never done, like what? Um, what and you, and you, yeah. And also, but like, okay. Let me rephrase I can, this. I can tell you. If you I don't murder Marshall Lynn, yeah. does she show back up ever? Not within Origins. Okay. Um, and I, she might have, if they made that choice in the companion novels, potentially, but mm. not in any of the games. Okay. Because um, that would be interesting if, because, like, the whole reason I murder Marshall Lynn is because I feel like she's going to keep coming for Liliana. Like, there's no way she's letting her go, right? So, like... If you don't kill Marjolaine yeah. and you're not romancing Liliana at the end of the game. Um, she pursues her. She goes after her. Marjolaine does or Liliana goes after Marjolaine? Liliana goes after Marjolaine to okay. find her. Um, there is a couple different epilogue things. Um, yeah, I know. In the romancing her. script on the yeah. after, after. Yeah. So there's a couple little epilogue things that happen afterwards if you aren't romancing her um her her endings um don't go that way if mm-hmm. she's in love with you so it wouldn't be that same way if mm-hmm. you die i do think uh she might go to orle if she's hardened so if you die at the end I'm trying to remember because I always sacrifice myself upon the archdemon so that my sweet um, summer child, Alistair, God, doesn't. Like, um, <laughs> but now you don't have to worry about that because you're romancing Liliana, see? Yeah. Um, but I did write this down, so let me find it. Um, if you make the ultimate sacrifice, um, Liliana mourns you mm-hmm. at the end, and she pours her heart into a ballad that is then known about Thetis um, with it your adventure. Yes. Um, and after a performance, she vanishes. If she's hardened, she goes on a life of adventure, quote unquote. Um, but some say that she returned to Orle to exact revenge on her enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, so- here's, a, here's a question, because you mentioned Liliana's singing. Mm-hmm. She sings if you romance her, correct? No, you have to have the DLC for that. Yep. Oh, apparently I had the DLC. Okay. Mm-hmm. I all right. Leliana's song great. DLC and yeah, that is Aubrey. Ooh. Um you lost it. I should have written it down when you said it. Whoops. Aubrey. Ashburn. Ashburn. There it is. Okay. There we go. Um yeah. and yeah, I've confirmed it is in fact true. Aubrey Ashburn does the singing in that DLC. Oh, good, good. That's a great one. I didn't even know I had the DLC. Man, I just, I don't even know what I play when I'm playing it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes you just get the full thing and you're not sure which pieces are the DLCs and which True, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I just play it. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think um, with hardening, if you live, it doesn't have a big effect, right? Like, if you live, the epilogue with Liliana is kind of the same. She travels with the warden until yeah. the warden drops off the face of the planet. No one knows what happened to them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the biggest difference is in the endings if she's not romanced and if you don't die. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or if you do die <laughs> is the, the difference. <laughs> yeah. If you, if she isn't hardened um, and you die, she mourns, she writes the ballad, she disappears. Um, but the unhardened version says she received a vision from the maker and she's going to go join her love, which <gasps> means she's probably going on some sort of suicide mission or something like that. Well, arguably she doesn't die then she fails in that mission because she shows back up or Dorothea interferes yeah, and something. Um, yeah. gets Shit. her back on the Shit. path. Damn. Yeah. Shit. She's like, tragic as fuck. The death ending for your warden with Liliana is so sad. Yeah. Like she mourns for a long time and she, oh, and even if you're just besties, that's not even if you're romancing her. I'm oh, sure. so you know what it's like to make her suffer. Way to go, Tawny. <laughs> I, you know what you know what she just suffers with everybody because tawny just needs to die at the end i protected my sweet summer child and couldn't mm -hmm. become his queen so All right. i threw myself on the arch demon instead of sacrificing anyone else to it oh it was the greatest <sighs> sacrifice no okay. always All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens i'm i'm doing a zeverin playthrough right now so we'll see how that rolls oh, nice don't leave everyone alone no i can't do it. i can't <gasps> do it, no Bonnie. no no <gasps> no not my Zeverin. Yeah, leave Zeverin alone. Leave Zeverin alone and see what happens in that epilogue, Tawny. I can't. I want you to experience that pain. It's I can't. really sad. I'll look it up on the internet. I can't. It's really Start. sad. I can't We're leave gonna get Zeverin there. alone. He's so sweet. I love him. Um, but <laughs> um, those are sort of the options and endings for, for Liliana. Um, and and, and yeah, either there's way, she comes back, which is great. Yeah. Well, and really, like, there's not too much storyline in between, like, when you murder Marjolaine and, and that, like, there's not too much that goes on with her. Other than, okay, are we ready to roll into the sex scene? Because, oh boy. Uh, oh boy. Yes? Oh sure. boy. It's something. It's I And it's all in front of the fire. Has everybody else noticed that it's yep. in the open in the middle of camp? Yeah. And then they're all in the, open the next in morning the camp. and you're in. Yeah. But like you don't even get to the tent at all. At least yeah. with some of the other ones you get tent minutes. Like, no, no you this, don't really. There's. Yeah. Yes. Alistair's main sex scene is in the tent. I thought we were going to talk about the specific romance components before we got into the sex scene. Okay. We can jump into it now, though. No, go for it. Go we'll back. come back. So I was going to talk a little bit about um, how her conversations with you escalate as a romance. Um, because when you're flirting with her, it's always rife with compliments. Yeah. And oh, she compliments you, your hair. I love some, it. Yeah. And, like, some of the, like, little things that she says, like, as you're talking to her are so, like, like sensual, mm -hmm. like the way that she talks about things. Like Makes when my tummy feel all fluttery. Yeah. Yeah. And cause I like collecting quotes when uh, I do these watch throughs to make sure I'm getting stuff. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes of all time um, is when you're talking about her uh, proclivities and yeah. what she considers as uh, her romance compatibility. And you ask if she, her forbidden fruit. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forbidden <laughs> fruit. That before that, it's right before that you ask um, and say something about how, you know, a, a chantry sister as beautiful as you. That's why I'm surprised you're in a cloister. And she was like, you don't think that there is beautiful women in the chantry? Well, I think uh, she literally says, and all of their forbidden fruits. <laughs> yeah. And the beginning of that is there were many lovely young initiates in the Lothering cloister, all of them chaste and virtuous. Ah, uh, it added to their mystique. <laughs> and it goes on to talk about how it was forbidden um, since they did not know that world. It was, uh, well, she's, she literally uses the word forbidden fruits. And if you yeah. as the warden turn it around on her and say, so what about, what about your forbidden fruit? She gets really <laughs> flustered. It's like, I can't believe I'm even talking about this. It's like, what? Oh, I no, I never took my vows. And I do want to say, because we did just do the Alistair episode, her fluster is so not at how oh, no. flustered he gets. Oh, no. He's she like just slightly stumbles. Like, and then it's like, oh, yeah. Um, and she then she answers you. Like, she, like, picks it back up really quick. So you can tell that she has experience in flirting and talking to people about this kind of stuff. Well, she kind of calls herself out for it. She's like, oh, I, I wasn't thinking I was fixing to be flustered, but here we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> flustered. You... But what's up? I'm not flustered anymore. <laughs> yeah. And what was the other one? Um, when you're talking to her a little bit later... Um, I should have done the introduction lines and what you say to her. Um, but you are talking to her about the romance. Like you're actually starting the romance up and she's confessing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. This one. <laughs> and then she, you basically say that, um, what are you talking about? I thought it was obvious that we liked each other. And she's oh, like, what? I just no. said all of this shit. <laughs> I just said all of this. Why didn't you say anything? And then she's like, well, okay. <laughs> and it's so funny. It is like, hilarious. I, when I do that option too, I always choose, um, oh, what, what is it? I always tease her like that's my character always like teases her a little bit and she gets frustrated with you and it's always so funny in the lead in to the sex scene um you have the like she's like being very sly she's like you're welcome to join me in my warm comfortable bed uh the maker (laughs) you know says the maker says we should share things yeah and then you're able to be like oh well you know I was planning on reading (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, I am inviting you to bed. <laughs> like she like really is like, what are you doing? I'm trying <laughs> to be obvious. Say this yeah. very clear. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny that she she has grown up and participated in like this court courtly intrigue and like uh all of this stuff and she's trying to use that with you (laughs) and like be sort of soft and sensual and like uh sweet and you're able to be like very feralden about it where you're like sort of like you don't get it or you I don't understand what are you talking oh I could sleep next to you on your bedroll that's fine until then she's like (laughs) shut up this is what I'm talking about. And it's always <laughs> so great. It's always so great. It is. I, I'm surprised more people don't choose those options because I'm like, <laughs> it's so much better. It's it so is. good. It well, is sweet yeah. when you do it the normal way. But yeah. 
I just fun when you're when you're oblivious but I I always take it and it it's hard to tell because the warden is not voiced in um DA1 um oh it's so weird to me now that I'm I've been playing Mass Effect so in Mass Effect is fully voiced Shepard is voiced and And it's so weird because you're like oh I'm thinking that this is really sarcastic and then then the reactions you're like maybe that wasn't sarcastic (laughs) and that does happen in the first um voice game too just because the choices that they offer aren't equivalent to what they don't phrase them well sometimes yeah it was like their first go around with this kind of dialogue too so i don't i kind of get it but man it's it's definitely one of the joys with Liliana's yeah. is teasing her a little bit yeah. and like breaking outside of the the courtly love that she's <laughs> sort of running here and I that's just one of my favorite things about yeah. her entire romance thing mm-hmm. now we can go into the sex scene <laughs> okay so found chica Bronco. uh insert whatever no RP that's music. later yeah <laughs> um basically though even with alistair's the main sex scene does happen in the tent like it's in the tent leliana's is in front of the fire the like, whole out in front of the fire like you've got the two ladies in the bra and they're like making out a little bit you don't see anyone in the background this time with alistair's in the opening you see like zev standing in the background like picking stuff up off the floor in camp Liliana's there's no one in the background but like you just start like awkward making out in front of the fire and then uh, you wake up the next morning wait wait before you before you go on to this how many position changes are in the the sex scene with Liliana yeah like 18 because there's like like five billion it's (laughs) a missionary with you on top yep there is her on top yep yeah like cowgirl style yep and then it's like both of you sitting up. Yeah. And then, it, and it's funny too, because you can tell with Liliana, the positions are so you can be a male or a female. Oh, yeah. So you're taking the dominant male, quote unquote, role. 200%. In this. So it's like very much not how like lesbian sex works it can't even be close like There's maybe no the foreplay way. but like <laughs> not unless <laughs> i mean i guess if no there's the it just doesn't, it just yeah. doesn't work literally no, only no. this is the makeout sesh it's yeah. literally it looks like a makeout sesh if it's two female characters yeah so it's so <laughs> so funny first of all and it's all in front of the fire and then yeah. Instead of you don't even wake up in the tent the next morning. You wake up next to the fire the next morning, fully armored. So if you're playing a warrior, you have woken up in your full plate. Yeah. <laughs> full plate. And then you you wake up and you look at her and you're like, Stop. She's just been staring at you. And this is different too, because you do a wake up scene because yeah. you don't do that with Alistair. No. There's no wake up scene with Alistair. Nope. So you're I mean you assume down. you've been cuddling with Alistair all night, you wake up, make breakfast. I don't know. With Leliana, you wake up and she's staring at you. Like she's <laughs> you're crouching like, at your feet. Like she's not even sitting next to you. No she's crouching at crouching. your feet. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? She's like, I was watching you sleep. Like you're, and you're like, when you sleep. But like, it, is, it is very sweet because she's sweet. like, 
Does, do you know that your eyes twitch when you sleep? You have very pretty eyelashes. And I was like, oh, it is very sweet. So, and you can say that's not the only it. thing about that's pretty about me. He's like, oh, I know. <laughs> uh, but I, it still just gets me that within the framework of this game, that the sex scenes happen in the middle of camp. I know. And I, I try to put some suspension of disbelief here and pretend like you guys make a separate camp like 50 feet away from the main camp or something (laughs) but unless nobody's on watch which isn't safe no that's dangerous you're in prime like death position yeah yeah. and you're fucking might fuck us over (laughs) yeah like you are putting yourself in yeah it's like Friday is- the 13th. Like, <laughs> dark spot. <laughs> and, like, in the nude is the worst way to fight the dark spot. Right. Like, that oh, is not right. how you want to be going about this. That's well. how you get the taint. Do right. You want the taint? Because that's how you get it. Well, I mean, you so very clearly. And get the taint. It's pretty bad. <laughs> very clearly, you and Leliana had, like, this conversation because you put your full plate armor back on before you yeah. go back to sleep. you boink and then you're like hang on let me put my armor back on in case we're attacked in the middle of the night that's fair yeah um yes (laughs) yeah and like i we have played D &D, so we're dungeons and dragons players Mm -hmm. sometimes and there is like mechanics for that mechanics for that so i kind of get it in terms of these kinds of games i feel like they do take um some reference off of dungeons and dragons i feel like a lot of the the combat thing is actually like a quote-unquote role in the game mechanics like they hit a number 20 you roll a seven you maybe hit okay like yeah and depending on what your like modifiers are mm-hmm. like how strong you are in the different things that you grab that improves your chances of success um but i think it just takes you so out of it that i'm surprised they didn't like craft a like just base cloth outfit like and well, it would have made so much more sense to wake up inside of a tent yeah and even with yeah. armor on if we yeah. would have been inside a tent i still i wouldn't have made as much fun of yeah. it. well here's here's <laughs> the thing i don't think that bioware genuinely thought that the romance options were going to be such a big part of these games i don't know yeah because this was like two years after mass effect and mass effect hit really hard and people were suddenly like oh i love this like let's do more so I think that's why it, they built this out a little bit more yeah, than the ones th- in Mass Effect. I think the the coding and the everything in Dragon Age is much more complicated because oh, they could get sure, a, sure. they could get away with just making it look like everybody's wearing wetsuits, right? In Mass Effect, that's whereas true. here you've got to worry about the depth of the armor, the cloth, and, the, yeah. and the depth of everything. You know, you just yeah. Well, in which armor do you have Leliana in right now? Like, is she right? In, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the plate armor because yeah. in D eight Dragon Age Origins, you can basically put anybody in any armor. Yeah. Um, match the case if if they have game. like the right strength levels and stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, if you like build them out because their build is much more finicky in Dragon Age Origins, you can do a lot of different stuff with them. 
you can literally put them in any armor. Mm -hmm. You can have them in anything. I think everybody can wear the mage armor, or do you have to have some sort of arcane ability? You I've have never to tried have some arcane ability. Really? Yeah. I thought you I've just had to have... Um, as a warrior who never takes any arcane abilities, um, you do have to have some points in, in magic. Oh, okay. okay. That's like that a magicator. Yeah. Maybe it's like lyrium lined. <laughs> Something. <yeah. laughs> so, so I mean, it would do you no good age. anyways. Like, so why would you? But, but the it does have certain fashions, Tani. The fashion. You don't want to wear the mage feather cowl. I will point out hat in the entire fucking game. <laughs> I will point out <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> this is one of the games where you cannot have it so it doesn't show the helm. Like if you're wearing oh, a helmet, yeah. it shows up on your head. They will take it off during cutscenes. But like and when you're walking around, the helmet is visible. And yes. fuck that noise, I never wear one. Uh. This is like on the level of I don't know, like wearing wearing a seatbelt. I don't know. Like some people don't wear them because they think it's not cool. I will always wear a seatbelt. Pro yeah. tip, always wear your seatbelt. But yep. like in a video game, I will 200% be like, I'm not wearing a goddamn helmet. I don't care how much protection it gives no, me. I don't want to see it on my head. So it's you're like, like a, you're, you. you're like a Harley rider. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you go. That's a better. Um, yeah. It's some people who are some people you know? who are not Harley riders will not wear helmets, but a but majority of people, Harley that people don't wear helmets. The motorcycle. Okay, I was really confused for a second. Oh, you oh, were those Harley of you Quinn. at home. <laughs> for those of you at home, she's talking about motorcyclists. Harley Davidson motorcycles. I got that right yeah, away. Ride so. them. Yes. Sorry, Jordan. I I am so sorry. I live in Milwaukee and I didn't catch that. I'm so ashamed of myself. It's okay. Yeah, we're be. in Milwaukee. It's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> especially in Milwaukee. Like yeah. oh, I should yeah. know that, <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah, all right. We forgive uh, you. But uh, yes, yes. It's it's also one of those things where you spend so much time looking at these characters in these games. If they don't look how you want them to look you legit will downgrade your armor like you will mm -hmm. like i oh, do yeah. that i've done it if you give me an ugly piece of armor i'm like yeah but what about this cute one that i got at the start like i have restarted because i picked the wrong eye color or i made my eyes too far apart or like whatever yeah. like yep, i will I've restart the game <laughs> god how many times did i restart inquisition because the lighting sucks when you're doing your character creator yeah too much <sighs> so bad it was like a lot it was a lot a lot i'm so <laughs> glad they didn't update on that like they fixed it because yeah. everybody was bitching about it so much yeah. well and then they released that dlc so you can change your shit yes that too <laughs> which is so great yeah um but yeah so leliana's romance scene happens in front of the fire yeah it's great yes and kind of going into the later aspects um the end basically um sort of all of the complicatedness that you get from alistair is gone <laughs> um, mm -hmm. so your biggest fight at the very end then is whether or not you're going to work with morgan to do the ritual that allows her to have a dragon old god baby um with Liliana, you don't have all of the fight in that. Um, you can also play a man or a woman. So you have the option to do that ritual yourself. Or, or have Alistair or Logan do it. Yeah. So you have 
a little bit more in terms of flexibility and how this ending plays out for you. Um, I don't really know in this particular circumstance why somebody wouldn't do it. Um, if you're a guy, congratulations, you get a Morgan sex scene. Right. If you're not a guy, you literally don't have to bite the bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> you it's not like you're Boink and Alistair. You're yeah. just like, hey, buddy, yeah. don't kill me, please. And if you saved Loghain, you don't even have to ask your buddy Alistair to do right. it. You can ask right. that asshole. Alistair isn't really your buddy anymore if you save Loghain. Yeah. But, um, right. Yeah. But you don't have to put him through that hardship yeah. with somebody that he hates. Um, so for this, I'm always like, yeah, survive this one. Like, let's not do that to Liliana. Um, <laughs> she's so sweet. She doesn't deserve the heartache. Yeah. That will cause. Um, so I think for that portion, um, I've never had any sort of qualm with convincing Alistair to do that. I don't really let Logan live, so... I never do, yeah. He's such like, a douche. Yeah, I'm pretty positive <laughs> I murder him every time I can. Yeah, the one time that I let him live, I was doing a Liliana playthrough. Um, but it was, like, literally just because I had never done that before. And I let him live, and then I went back to a previous save and killed him, and then played <laughs> because I didn't. I hate him. I don't. Oh, he's like such him a terrible all. person, and he made that decision literally, like just not giving a shit that King Kalen would die. He was yeah. just like, and fuck then it. Spread lies about it. Exactly. You know? So he's a terrible person. He's a terrible ruler. He's, he's not a good mm-hmm. anything, and he like treason. It's treason. He's yeah. a good liar. What he has done is treason. Yeah. Yes. So luckily that puts a lot of the angst out of it Mm -hmm. at the end, which is what you had chock full of with Alistair. Question. If you play a male warden and you decide to boink Morrigan yourself, how does Leliana feel about that? If you're romancing Leliana. I don't think it's mentioned. Hmm. I don't think you that, would think that think there would be know. some. Yeah, I, we'll I have feel to see like that when we get to Morgan. I just, well, I wonder how Leliana reacts. You know what I mean? Like, right. if, if if you're romancing Leliana and you're like, "Hey, what's up? I need to with Morgan real quick." Um, I hope that's cool. I've never seen it come up. I've never seen it come up. But I also Ethan. I didn't play. Um, I didn't play a male when I romanced yeah. Liliana. So well, you it, don't have to. So you're like, yeah, why would you? Yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think um, then after the fight, well, you you do have, you know, that pre-battle cutscene with Liliana. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sweet. She talks to you about this and all of the fears and how she isn't afraid like she believes that you guys will come out of this on the other side and for oh, the yeah. legend of your own she's so um, great she is so like she's in your corner 100 percent, you know and she's just a a fantastic character altogether she is a ride or die bitch as the kids would say <laughs> as the kids would say i mm-hmm. say that <laughs> hell i don't even know if it applies to the situation <laughs> 
I mean, she's always on your side, so. Yeah. Oh, right. Ride yeah. or die. <laughs> yeah. I would right. characterize Zevrin more as the ride yeah. or die person. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it is, the options are chill with you or die. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> or go betray you or stay with you, you know, in which case that is die or stay with you. But yeah. Like the other option is death, basically. Yeah. So yeah, um, Liliana is pretty much the sweetest romance you can have in this game. She really, well, Alistair is also very like sugary well, sweet. But, yes. but, <laughs> but so, in terms yeah. of actual characterization, she's the, the sweetheart of the yeah, group. She is. Um, she really is. I like she, being her friend and I don't mind, you know, mm-hmm. boinking her. Yeah. Like as as a character in the game, I feel like she's one of the most well-rounded in mm-hmm. terms of friendship and romance. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. She's the best I, bestie. <laughs> I do really love the friendship with Morgan, too. Um, don't get me wrong. I do like it. And especially yeah, it's because great. Morgan everybody needs, everybody needs a, a sarcastic friend. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she starts in the dark side, and then she's like super supportive and sweet of you. Mm-hmm. But, like, Liliana, through and through, is yeah. supportive and sweet and doesn't have that sort of abrasiveness that you get yeah. from Morrigan. I mean, on the other hand, you have three sarcastic friends. And where are we now? <laughs> Making a podcast. <laughs> Making a podcast, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so what... Drinking what and say, making a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would we say were our favorite moments then of the Liliana romance and character and plot? I love it when she talks about my hair being pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so silly. I, I Mine is no better. Honestly, I love the moment where you talk about shoes. I don't know. It's stupid and cute and fun, and she just gets so passionate, and I just love the the moment. Yeah, it's, it's such so a good great. moment. Like, and then you uh, can gift her shoes, yeah. and it's like, so good. Shoes. <laughs> yeah. It's and so fun. And she gets fun. really excited, and I like it. Yeah, you I can, think, like, relate to her so yeah. well. Yeah. I, just, I love it. Yeah. I would say my favorite character thing about her is the stories that she tells you. Yeah. Yes. So as a bard, you can ask her to tell you stories that she knows. Um, and she has a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. writers, thank you so much. Um, and like you just get all of this like depth and like interesting facts about Thetis and Ferelden from her. She's and- really fleshed out and I love yeah. it. Well, and it, it also yeah. serves to flesh out the world that you're living in, right? Because she's mm-hmm. telling you legends and history mm-hmm. and myths. And that's and really it's part cool. of her character. Yeah. So you're still right. like in depth in the world. Yeah. You're not getting info dumped, you know? Yeah. It's right. part you're, of the story. It's yeah. genuinely compelling to listen mm-hmm. to her talk. And you asked because she only ever tells you when you ask. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you ask and then you complain about it. It's like, well, why'd you ask? But yeah. it's so, like, part of the conversation. I think the big <laughs> thing for me is that the shoes do come up again in Inquisition. They <laughs> yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it comes back up that. and you have more shoe conversations with her in Inquisition. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a great callback because it was such a small moment. Like, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Now, Liliana is, she's a. Liliana is Bay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, romance Liliana if you get a yes. chance. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's good times. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. We should point out that she, is, she and Zevern are the two bi characters. I'm sure yes. we've said that, but just to make sure. Yeah. So just you to don't reiterate. Yeah. So male um, or female gender can romance her. Correct. Which is, and, I mean, that is super in the scheme of things in 2009, I think, um, when Dragon Age was released. This was one of the first games. Was it 2009? Because Mass Effect was 2007, or was it 2009, 2011, 2008? Yeah, 2007. Uh, 2007 and, 2009. Yeah. Mass Effect was 07 and, and Dragon Age was 09. Yeah, um, because. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. It was before I was married. That's so, what yeah. I thought. 2009. Good way to keep track of time, Sarah. <laughs> I do. I'm like, it was this pre-marriage or post-marriage? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so yeah, just in the era of 2009, this was a big, big deal that you could even yes. have lesbian romances, period. Like, it was a big, big deal. Right. Uh, Literally, the only thing before that was Liara. And Liara is an sure. alien, so that yeah. is a different it's, argument. It's, yeah. it's, and I will, I will go it's, out on a theoretical limb here and say it shouldn't be a big fucking deal because yeah, people, no. people i don't think that's going want. out on a limb by any means i know but, but I just you know bioware broke open the romance game pinata which yeah. is great like <laughs> high five on that yeah. um and i think this was another way of just like widening that breach and opening for it sure. up further for all of us to enjoy mm-hmm. things so and it makes for great replayability on the game so much it like, changes your entire playthrough depending on who you romance. It does, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, I got to go back into camp and talk to this person. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just but, so good. I just think in the scheme of things, Leliana was a very, very formative character within gaming that included romance. And oh, I think for that sure. is a really cool thing like, to take into account that. as we're talking about the character. It was so natural to be in a romance with... Liliana, even if as a game very layer to accidentally romance. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was getting to. Like, yeah. it's easy to romance her, even if you're. And it's not like a trap type thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a oh, this is like normal interaction with people. I'm like oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I guess I'm romancing this person. Okay, I'm all right with it. Like, no matter what you identify. Mm-hmm. As far as your attractions or whatever, it's a, she's a very easy character to speak with, to friend with, mm-hmm. and to romance. And it's very, whether they meant it to be so artful or not, it's very artfully done. And the writing's very, mm-hmm. very good. And the and honestly, what completely sold it was the voice acting. Yes. And I absolutely I agree. Friggin' five. Love it. <laughs> she does an amazing job Corinne Kempa it's it's like the voice acting for this game is what I believe like lifted it mm-hmm. so far like you can still have in-depth um like buy-in and investment from just reading things on screen mm-hmm. and you know that has happened with games in the past but the addition of this voiced like character work is just exemplary well, as think- a note both tawny and myself do voice work so if anyone what would like to get a hold of us hit us hi. Up. we have better <laughs> microphones than these we do we, do. we promise promise you 100%. want exemplary work on your stuff 
Connie and Sarah are uh, fantastic choices. Hello. Well. <laughs> um, but seriously, I think that it it elevated um, the entire genre out of like Atomi games, which nine times out of ten are like glorified visual novels. Mm-hmm. And then it put it together with RPGs that nine times out of ten were really not including romance. Or if they were, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you've got a girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever. Or Yeah, the fridged character that you have to save or died at the beginning. Of exactly. The <laughs> and you were always playing a man. So mm-hmm. like, let's not even talk about that. Like you were always playing a man and you had a woman that you were romancing and you were like stuck in, in that role. So and, boring. And Dragon Bioware was like, hey, Hey guys, uh, let's give you some options here. Bam, yep. bam, 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 bam. And showed, oh, that was a fucking great idea because everybody loved it. Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money, money, money. Um, and yeah, I think Leliana as a character was just very formative to that because it proved, I mean, as Jordan said, she was one of the most romanced characters, probably the most romanced character in Dragon Age Origins. So what does that tell us? Make more. <laughs> Make yeah. more of them. people love redheads. <laughs> I <That> too. <laughs> <laughs> My characters are always redheads, so you're yeah. right. <laughs> that is true. I oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is the no. best hair color in in Bioware's like games. Redheads. They yeah. also you like can see a, your character. <laughs> yeah. Easy to pick them out. Yes. I kind of wish that I just had a side-by-side comparison of all character creations I've ever made. Mine all, so I always can see, look almost the same. They're very to similar. see how similar. Other. Exactly. That would be I don't want to see that because I don't feel like being called out like this. Mine <laughs> look like me, but more graceful and redhead. <laughs> uh, uh, so soon they'll get the technology where you can just take a picture, take a picture. of your face. <laughs> And I don't still create it. I'm all right with it. I'm Can we put a filter on it that makes it look slightly better, though? It's I, an immersive experience. Uh, Your face looks uh, fine, Tawny. Depends on the day. And what up? It's quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I put on makeup for Zoom call the other day. It was great. Right? I put on the makeup to go to the store. It was fantastic. I was like, they're only going to see this much of me. Yep. But I've been putting on like eye makeup and nothing else because masks, masks are everything and they cover three fourths of my face. Let's go. Unlike the bonus, I was able to clean out all of my makeup brushes because they had plenty of time to dry. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That's where, there you go. There you go. Oh, I should do that. Oh, I know what I'm doing after we stop recording. But anyways, before we get even more sidetracked. Insert um, the fuck haiku right here. Yes. yes. <laughs> fuck rating. So, okay, I'll start. Um, my fuck rating for the Leliana character is just that she's so super sweet. And it's like... Like, like eating a really good um, chocolat, uh, pen au chocolat. It's like just a lovely little sweet little like multi-layered breaded thing with this sweet little chocolate at the middle. And it's so lovely. So Leliana is a pen au chocolat. I would have to say for Jordan's buck rating, uh, I'm giving Liliana a five out of five. She is a whole like 
personalized character with a badass intro and an amazing backstory and ongoing um, personal quest in the story. Her flirting interactions are very soft and sweet and like just fill you up with little butterflies. Um, the get together gives you the opportunity to have like a very sweet like option or like have the chance to tease her a little bit and fluster her. So it's like, it's amazing. I love it. Um, Pre-ending cutscene. She's on your side, 100%. Like she is like ready to knock this shit out of the park, so you guys can spend the rest of your lives together. And the ending. She either spends her time mourning you and remembering you for the rest of her life, or you get your girl and <laughs> you spend most of the rest of your life together. You know, just being together. So five out of five. I have to say, from a scale of oh what are those things called those um candy apples. oh yeah from candy corn oh to milk, cho- to milk chocolate i'd mm. say milk chocolate with caramel because mm. nobody dislikes milk chocolate with caramel Is it salted caramel yeah, totally. I mean, I would even argue and say that Liliana is chocolate peanut butter. Ooh. Because you get bestie friend and chocolate all in the same, and it's fantastic. And if you don't like it, there's probably something wrong with you, or you might be diabetic or maybe have a peanut allergy. In that case, <laughs> there's no problem with that, but you still want to have it anyway. Uh, that's <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect reading, honestly. That's so good. All right. So we've got Pen au Chocolat, five out of five, and chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy thank you listeners for joining us for liliana uh for our dragon age origins episode um as always uh rate subscribe check us out follow our facebook page twitter Twitter, insta review all the reviews we like reading them tell us how five out of five we are we would really appreciate it and if and and if we weren't a pan au chocolat i would not say no So, or you know, peanut butter chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Give us your very own fuck rating. (laughs) No, 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 no. You know, I'm okay okay with that. You know, I'm okay with it. You know, do your thing. It sounded funner in my head, and then I realized what I said. Oh no, it sounds super fun. But, um. (laughs) (laughs) but anyways. Check out our uh, sister shows, uh, yes. Theater of the Mind Players. Uh, we also have uh, Tawny's podcast. The uh, Not So Bigfoot thing. And Sarah. Um, I'm also part of Plot Points and Encounter Party. And all three of us are Theater of the Mind Players. Yep, Theater of the Mind Players. And, you know, we're exciting to have you join us next time. Yep. Up. We're going to talk about Mass Effect. Yeah. That's right. We should probably do a lead in <laughs> on our next episode. Yep. Mass Effect 1 is our next episode, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited to have you join us. We may have something in between. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Have a great night. And remember, be kind to those you want to romance. Give them gifts, but give it with heart. And that's what matters. Is enthusiastic. Oh, shit. Yeah. Consent is everything. Bye. Oh, wait, we should say our names. We're, oh, Oh, I'm Tawny P. Thompson.
Sorry, do that again with me not talking over you, <laughs> I'm Tawny P. Thompson. I'm Jordan Fishburn. And I'm Sarah Bay, wishing you the best in all the romances in your real life. Mwah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>